It's one of my fears, at least in the past, was, you know, gosh, if I have money, what if I do the wrong thing with it? If I have influence, what if I do the wrong thing with it? And that's really just a very fearful thought. Like that doesn't come from God. That's not a godly thought. We've been given a spirit, not of fear, but of boldness, of power. Hey friends, welcome to the Digital Rabbi Podcast. My name is Sats, your host, and it's great to be hanging out today. Uh, this fine Tuesday, every Tuesday we're dropping a new episode. Every now and then it uh, scoots along to a Wednesday, but we're keeping it going and we're keeping it strong and uh, really praying that these uh, episodes and this content is helping you, it's encouraging you, maybe giving you some practical tools And today is going to be a mixture of both practical and psychological because I really want to delve into the topic of money and talk about some of the mindsets that we need to shift as creatives and also as Christians. I think often there there are a lot of different uh, mindsets around money. It's often quite an awkward topic. You know, uh, if you have to price yourself or, you know, when someone assumes you'll do something for free and you kind of don't really want to, but then you, you feel like, can I ask for that? And, and it's just like awkward. And, and I feel like uh, we could uh, benefit from talking more um, about this topic. And I know for me over the last few years, I've uh, learned quite a lot about um, how uh, I think about money. And, and um, I suppose in one sense, I've become self-aware of some limiting beliefs and some limiting ways of thinking about money. And uh, these these sort of beliefs and these mindsets, they are kind of just handed to us by uh, whether that's our environment that we grew up in, uh, from our family. Um, you know, my family were not particularly well off. Like my sort of overriding memory of growing up is that we never had enough. You know, that was the mindset. So we always bought secondhand clothes and there's nothing wrong with that. It's super in right now, vintage. Uh, but, you know, I was always wearing, uh, I've got a brother who's three years older than me. Everything was always just like way oversized. I never had anything cool. Like it was just, but that that's my memory. Everything was a struggle. Everything was difficult. And, uh, you know, parents got to do what they got to do. And, uh, but, but that definitely shaped and formed the way that I thought about money. You know, everything was about being frugal, is about spending less. And uh, the idea of making money more money was not really in my mind um, as, as a way of thinking. And then, of course, we're shaped by the churches that we're a part of. And uh, sometimes that can be you know helpful and sometimes it can be unhelpful. And uh, the Bible says a lot about money and uh, Jesus talked a lot about money. And sometimes we go off the, the other extreme, you know, where it's all about getting rich and that's sort of the measure of success. And I don't think that's necessarily true either, but I think there is sort of a healthy in-between where we sort of correct our thinking and uh, just come back to a healthy perspective um, around um, money. So um, I know this is going to be um, helpful uh, for you, but hey, I hope you're having a nice sort of run up to Christmas. We've got a few Christmas events happening at our church um, coming up this weekend, and then we're going to be off for a couple of weeks, which will be really nice. We're going to be going away and uh, just spending some time, some family time, and uh, it's going to be great. Christmas is always such a great celebration, so I hope uh, whatever you've got planned that you have just a wonderful Christmas time. And uh, uh, also, just really, I'm beginning to itch already about 2024. Is it just me? Like so many ideas brewing, so many opportunities already coming my way, uh, which is always like pleasantly surprising. But it's a great time of year to start something new. And as many of you uh, regular listeners will know, 2023 in January, I think it's the 5th of January, um, I started this whole workout journey and going to the gym five times a week. 
started with a preaching series called the 5am club. I was like, guys, let's all get up at 5am and work out. And uh, maybe two or three people jumped on board. But <laughs> for me, it was a great uh, habit and it was a great rhythm that has carried through the whole of this year. And I know we'll continue into 2024. And so it's definitely an opportunity to create new habits and to make shifts in our lives and uh, maybe do some things that we've been putting off or we've been thinking about, uh, readdressing our priorities. And so, yeah, that whole new chapter thing is, is awesome. So I'm looking forward to hearing um, what you're all up to. So please do come and say hello. Um, I know a podcast can be, you know, it's, it's mostly me just talking, right? But, um, you know, I think there is also a lot of conversation that I'm having behind the scenes, mostly on Instagram uh, with my friends, uh, et cetera, and with clients and uh, just people are part of this community. So it's really cool. So do come on over and say hello. Come and follow me on Instagram at satsalanki. And I'd just love to hear if this content is helping you. I'd also love to hear if there's anything you would like to hear more of and uh, we can go pretty micro. So uh, feel free to get on in there and influence uh, what I'm sharing. Uh, It's going to be cool. So let's dive into the episode today and let's talk about money mindsets. And the the first thing I want to say is that it is okay to want money. It's okay to want money. And actually, uh, last week's episode, I talked a little bit about this because I've kind of got this phrase, which is framing everything that I'm doing right now. Um, And it's create cool stuff, make money, rest and repeat. And, uh, you know, for a little while, I was a bit awkward about that phrase, make money. I was like, you know, should we want to make money? Surely it's not the most important thing. And it's not, it's not the most important thing, but, but, but money is necessary. You know, I would put money in the same category of things as electricity, you know, well, obviously people survive without electricity back in the day, but, uh, it's just a sort of thing, right? Like food, it's a thing. Like you need it. Let's be honest. Like you need to eat. Um, you need to pay the bills. You need to live somewhere, etc. Uh, you need to turn the lights on. And money is one of those things. It's a, a resource. And, and so what I think is so interesting, you know, obviously the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It doesn't actually say that money itself is evil. It does say that for the rich in this age, it's going to be difficult, you know, because money does have a sort of tempting power. And I'm going to talk about that uh, more a little bit later. But, but ultimately, that's to do with the human heart. You know, lots of things tempt us. It's not the things themselves. It's, it's, it's our own heart that is wayward. And that's really the issue here. So the, the issue is not money. The issue is our heart. And so if we're honest, most of us would actually like more money, right? Most of us would, if we're, if we're honest, like if, if I was to give away 10,000 pounds right now and you were to, you, you would be happier, not less happy. Let's, let's be honest. You know, the idea that money doesn't make you happy, it's, it's not really true, is it? Like it does, it will make you happy because it will make your life easier. And there'll be some things that you've been trying to do or save up towards, or maybe that's buying a house, or maybe you want to start a new business, or maybe you want to do something like help someone or start a charity or whatever it is, right? Or or give that money away or be a blessing, buy a great Christmas present, you know, for your kids. So, um, you know, the idea that, that money is, you know, bad inherently, I don't think that's true or biblical. And I also don't think it's... it's good inherently, but I think it's all connected to your heart. And so if we can figure out a way to keep our heart in the right place, we're going to develop a capacity to um, use money. And in fact, there's a great parable, the parable of the talents, where there's the, the servants and one of them has got 10 talents, one of them has got five talents. And uh, oh, I think I've got the wrong. It's five talents, two talents, and also one talent. 
And, um, you know, we know the story, the five turns into another five, he invests it and starts a business or whatever. And the two start, gets another two. And uh, the, the one who has the one, um, because he's got, well, we, we don't know why exactly, but for whatever reason, he buries it in the ground and he doesn't do anything with it. And when the master returns, who represents God, um, he's not very happy. In fact, he's very unhappy. And uh, <laughs> it's a pretty intense uh, parable. And what we often forget is that you know, one talent was, it was like several hundred thousand pounds, you know, so it wasn't like one talent, like, oh, he's just got a couple of quid, poor guy. It's like, no, this guy has been entrusted with something. And, uh, and, and, and that's the story. So, you know, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's necessarily inherently good or inherently bad. I think it's a, a question of faithfulness. What do you do with what you have? And uh, if you are faithful with what you have, then you will be given more. That's actually the, the message um, of the parable. And so, you know, I, I actually do want to be given more, but I don't want to be given more than my capacity, right? I don't want to have more money than I can actually handle. And uh, God is very gracious in that he won't most of the time give you more than more money than you can handle. Um, sometimes in the world that happens because people are just living their chaotic life and they're, they're willing to sort of almost self-sabotage themselves, you know, to get money at any cost. And that's obviously not healthy and not good. Um, but, you know, for most of us, I'm, I'm sure, you know, listening today, our heart is in the right place. Uh, we want to do good things. And uh, I just want to say it's okay. It's okay to want money. It's okay to pray for money. It's okay to desire money. Um, it's all about what's in your heart. So um, I think you'll find that helpful because it's one of those things that we're thinking, but we don't say out loud. So I want to say it out loud to validate what you're thinking on the inside because one of my fears, at least in the past, was, you know, gosh, if I have money, what if I do the wrong thing with it? And if I have influence, what if I do the wrong thing with it? And that's really just a very fearful thought. Like that doesn't come from God. That's not a godly thought. We've been given a spirit, not of fear, but of boldness of power. So it's exactly the same with all forms of influence and power. You know, well, what if I have influence? What if I say the wrong thing? It's like, well, yeah, what if you do? <laughs> Don't, <laughs> you know, like be a good steward. You're going to have to up the game. You know, when people, uh, you know, are on Instagram, they got like 4 million followers. If they say something stupid, this is a really big impact. If I say something stupid with my couple of thousand followers, uh, it's, it's not such a big deal. So, so, as our influence increases, as our resource increases, we're going to have more responsibility. And so we, we have to acknowledge that. But money in itself, it's okay. It's okay to want money. And uh, I really am believing that 2024 is going to be a year uh, for you to uh, make more money. And uh, we need money to get into the right hands. You know, if money can be used to do all sorts of dark things, it can be used to pollute society, it can be used for, you know, in the pursuit of pleasure and greed and all sorts of just rubbish. You know, uh, we actually need money to get out of the hands of the wicked and into the hands of the righteous so it can be spent properly and invested properly. And then we're going to see the sort of society that we want to um, live in. Um, the second thing is this, is that money is just a number. Money is just a number. I mean, it is funny, isn't it, nowadays that we, we I don't know about you, but here in London, we're pretty cashless. In fact, on the odd occasion, I have to use cash. It's like a shock. Like I went to a coffee shop the other day and the car machine wasn't working and it was like, I was, I was in a state of like panic, you know, it's like, what do I do? Oh, I got to go find a cash point. It's like, I almost didn't want to even bother because um, I'm so used to just, it's just contactless, bam, just beep your card. And, um, and so it's funny, you know, teach, trying to teach my kids about money because, um, you know, it, you don't have that tangible interaction anymore. 
And uh, although we kind of have to, you know, we've got the Tooth Fairy vibe happening and it's like, oh, we're going to find some money for somewhere. And we always end up stealing it back, you know, because we every now and then the school needs like a pound or something for some random event or something. And you're like, well, we haven't got any cash. So we'll just take it from the kids. We do make it up to them, honestly. But um, yeah, they, they're, they're not too aware of what's going on there. So uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but, um, you know, money is just a number, you know, 10,000, 100,000, 50, like they're just numbers. And the number doesn't mean anything unless it's anchored in uh, the context. And the context is about value. The context is about value. So, so think of it like this. If, if you're selling some sort of creative service to a client, you do design work, you make websites, um, I don't know, maybe you make jewelry, uh, whatever it is, a price is always about value. It's always about value. And so when we say a number like 10,000 pounds, it might sound like a lot of money or it might sound like not very much money depending on your context. So I'll give you an example. Let's say there's this beautiful house that is like your dream home and it's worth you know 3 million pounds. And that won't get you that much in London to be fair. But <laughs> let's say it's worth 3 million pounds uh, and uh, it's this beautiful house. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this would be amazing. This is the forever home. And, uh, you know, you find out that it's on for auction and, you know, 10,000 pounds in the next 24 hours, if you can raise that, it's yours. I mean, it sounds like the most ridiculous scenario because it's made up. Um, but, uh, you know, y- y- you know what I know is that, is that you would figure out a way to find 10,000 pounds, wouldn't you? Like you would figure it out. You think the value is so high. And so what we see is that, that the pricing, it really depends on the context. You know, whether we see something and perceive something as a great value, a great, a great deal, or we see something as like, oh, that's way too expensive. You know, the other context is £10,000 for like, I don't know, for, for anything else. We go to the supermarket and it's like £10,000. You'd be like, what on earth? You know, or maybe you would look at um, another thing that, you know, designing a logo and you would go, well, £10,000, that's a ridiculous amount of money. But, but what we need to understand is that the, the price depends on the context. So let me break it down a bit more. You know, if you're creating a logo for somebody who is, I saw someone on Instagram who'd started like a, uh, they were making their own jewelry and selling it and they didn't have any sort of web presence. And, and, you know, for that person to invest maybe a hundred pounds in a logo is probably where they are, right? They, they don't want to spend more than that. It doesn't make sense to them because all they need is just something that just sort of says their name or the brand name or whatever. And they don't really care necessarily about the colors. They, they're not at that stage in the business where they actually want to invest. But for an established company and they've got a brand and they've got a vision to reach, you know, globally, da, 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 it's got to be the right, it's got to communicate the right thing. That, that brand, that word mark, it's, it's going to go on everything that they do over the next 10 years. They want to make sure that that, that logo and that design and the brand is, is done really well and completely represents them. And that is going to be worth uh, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 pounds to them because actually that's, that's how much it's worth. So, so the exact same product positioned to a different person and sold to a different person can be worth completely different things. And that's a, a really important lesson for us because sometimes we are frustrated maybe with, I'm just trying to, how do people you know, charge this much money? And, I, and I'm just telling you that it's happening. It's happening and it's all about positioning because money is just a number. It's all about the context and and price is about the context of value. So one of the things I would encourage you to do if you are in the creative space as a freelancer or you've got a creative business is really think about how you can move from uh, hourly pricing 
to pricing uh, value. So, so don't sell uh, you know, your time, sell the value that you're bringing. And um, there's actually a, another parable that talks about this, is in the Bible. And uh, it's a parable where there's a, a guy who has a vineyard or something like that. And he goes out at the start of the day looking for laborers to come in and help sort of get the grapes and all that jazz. And he pays them, a, I think it's a denarius or something like that, day's wage. And, uh, and then he keeps going out at various points in the day and eventually towards the end of the day, and he keeps getting people to come in. At the end of the day, he gets a group of people who come in for like literally just one hour at the end of the day. And he pays them all the same rate. And all the guys who are hired at the start are like really upset because they're like, hey, uh, you know, we've been working loads more. And he was like, well, look, didn't we agree uh, this amount? Is it, is it up to you if I'm more generous to other people? And the answer is no. And, and it's actually a, a great parable of, of God. And so God's uh, perspective on fair is actually very different <laughs> to how we think of it because we might think, well, I can't charge a different person a, a, a different number based on who they are. Uh, that would be, you know, sort of not, not quite fair. And it's not actually true because what you're selling is you're not selling a product, you're actually selling value. You're selling what that means to them. And uh, I'll talk more about this uh, in a moment in the next point, um, which is this, is that the easiest thing to sell is money. The easiest thing to sell is money. So if you are trying to sell something, let's keep on the logo example. If you're trying to sell a logo, don't sell the logo. (laughs) Uh, Don't sell, if you're trying to sell a a piece of design or a social media package, don't sell the social media package. What you want to do is you want to translate what you're selling into um, like a a practical number of what that means to them. So we're still kind of riding on the value point, but we're getting a bit more micro in how we're talking about this. So for example, one of the things I always talk to my uh, prospective coaching clients about I've got maybe four or five clients at the moment and it's a business that I've started or at least a, a section of my business that I've started in the last year. And um, I'm still in a lot of exploration and talking to people and getting market research and I'm really enjoying almost like building the product offering with people. And so um, one of the great things to do is to ask people like, well, what could this do for you? So let's say it's a service-based business. You need you know, another what you want to hit 10 clients or 15 clients or whatever. And so is to ask, well, how much is a client worth to you? Maybe they've got some existing clients already. They can have a look at, you know, well, actually each client would normally pay around, you know, maybe it's 500 pounds a month or it's less or whatever it is. And, And then you can find out, well, how long will that client actually generally stick with you? Is it two years? You know, when I would, um, used to teach guitar, you know, when I'd get a student in, they would normally be there for at least a year. And you could work it out on an average. Well, this is how much they're paying per hour. So each client is essentially worth this figure. And so maybe it's a couple of grand, maybe it's 10 grand, maybe whatever it is. And so, you know, if I'm providing a service like coaching, which is going to basically help you gain more clients and it's going to help you fix some of this mindset stuff and position yourself better to attract higher paying clients and so on, well, the, the worst thing I can do is tell them about my coaching and how great it is. Instead, what I want to talk about and where I want to position what I offer is, is actually the impact that it's going to have on them. And so this is where we're going to find that, the, that if I can position that financially, that's the most 
that's the easiest way to measure impact. It's not the only way, but it is one measure that many people are going to be looking at, particularly with a financial investment. And uh, they're thinking, well, what is the return on this investment? And so if you can say, well, look, you can invest 2,000, 3,000 pounds in this package, but it will actually return to you 20,000 pounds. I mean, it, it just seems like a no brainer. And so selling money is the easiest way to do it as opposed to if you talk about well, this is how great the logo is. Because that's what we tend to do, right? Is we tend to really emphasize our creative skill. So we try and differentiate based on our creative skill. We say, well, this is really good. And, you know, and, and to be honest, I'm sure you are really good, but it's not the thing we care about. What, what the client cares about is results, is impact, is measurable. It's something they can report back. It's something they can see on a budget. Hey, this has actually worked and this has actually created something. So, so, so don't sell products, sell money. Money is the easy sell. And the fourth one is simply this, is that it's, it's okay to talk about money. It's okay to talk about money. You know, and I've had to learn this. Sometimes we need to develop our threshold for talking about money. And that means that sometimes we will get it wrong. So I'll give you an example, like, you know, someone will ask you, well, how much do you charge for this? You know, and sometimes we can we think, wow, I don't know how to price this, particularly if it's um, not something that you usually offer, right? So if it's something that fits out that you haven't done before, you've done it, but not in this context, you don't know, you're trying to pr- price the client, you're trying to get the, the offer together right, and, and you don't know where the budget is. And, and so what I would just encourage you to do is to treat every, uh, you know, sort of opportunity like this business opportunity to treat it um, as, as a conversation. You know, you're really trying to understand. And so one of the questions I will always ask people is, well, look, what sort of budget do you have for this opportunity? If they're looking for something, maybe they want to hire me as a speaker or something else. You know, what, what, what is your kind of budget? You know, I'm not ruling anything out. I'm not also saying, well, no, I'm this level. And maybe in the future, I can see when people become very in demand, they're going to, you know, tighten up what they do. Personally, for me right now, like that's not where I am. I'm very open to who I'm working with and, and I'm, I'm building up my personal brand. So I'm early on in the journey. So I'm, I'm open to talking. And I also like the human element of it. You know, I'm not just treating people as business transactions and opportunities. You know, I actually, I want to go somewhere and do something and speak somewhere and be a part of something because, you know, I actually want to be there. You know, and so if I can make it work in terms of the value investment of my time, then I want to be there, even if that's not as much as I could be getting somewhere else. It's not just about money, is it? It's about impact. And it's also about obedience to God. Like, what does God want me to do? So I'm always thinking conversation. How can I make this work? I would love to figure out how to make this work. And if, if I'm not the right fit, then maybe there's someone else who is. So to, to have that conversation without feeling awkward, like if you talk about money, like, oh, you know, they're going to be upset that I've mentioned it. Sometimes people will approach you asking you to do something and it's almost like they don't mention money. So it kind of implies they're looking for you to do it for free. And I do some things that are for free. You know, I, I'm not like, I'll only do it if you pay me. It's going to depend on the opportunity. Uh, but some things I'll say, well, like, I can't do that. So, you know, I would just encourage you to start to practice the conversation around money. Start to have those conversations and start to, um, you know, suggest, you can suggest a range, you can suggest an amount and you can say, you know, how is, how would you, how would this sound for you? And if you're doing that on the, on the basis of value, um, and so you can be asking questions to ascertain what value this brings to them, then you can always make sure that you're not going to be offensive. You're not going to be, you know, you're just quoting randomly, but you're actually positioning yourself to serve the person uh, in front of you. And I think that's so cool because um, that's where money really sits, I think. 
and, and in a healthy place in our heart is when the money is not the goal, but money is a tool that we can use to serve people. And uh, whether that's to serve my family or whether that's to serve my city or whether that's to serve myself in a healthy way, you know, to take care of my needs and to take care of my future. Like that's a good thing. Uh, but I want to be, I want to be serving other people. I want to position myself uh, to make sure that money uh, does not occupy the, the number one spot in my life. And that's what the Bible wants against uh, with the love of money. Uh, we want God to be there first, which means that um, I'm going to take opportunities that don't always pay well. But equally, I'm going to have the confidence and the courage to, um, to quote properly and uh, to value what I do and uh, to build the business that I feel like God has called me uh, to build. So, hey, I hope you find that uh, helpful and just cheering you on in your journey of creating cool stuff, making money, uh, rest, and repeat. And last 2024, I want to speak it over you. It's going to be a great, great uh, year. Uh, speaking of something of great value, um, I want to just uh, shout out the churchco.com. If you do not yet have a great church website, uh, we're talking about value here. It's an incredibly minimal investment to get an amazing church website. Um, it's an app. It's a team to manage it for you. It's it's incredible. And so the value of what you're going to get here is so good. It's 2023, almost 2024, and you need to have a good church website. It's just like a basic, you know. And what's crazy to me is that it's so easy. Like it's it's not like it's not available to you. So go check out thechurchco.com and uh, highly recommend um, those guys to support you in 2024. You can actually get a 10% discount using my name, Sats, as a coupon code. And uh, that's going to be awesome. And finally, I just want to uh, encourage you to also check out uh, capturecollab.com. Now, if you're a designer or a photographer, you will know that scenario where you are making a flyer or something and you need a photo. And what do you do? You go to Dropbox, you go to Google Drive and you're like, oh, this, where's that photo? And you kind of got something in your memory. I'm sure we had some captures of this person or this event or this moment, but you can't find it. And you've got to trawl through all of these high res files and it's just a nightmare. And so instead what you can do is you can use Capture Collab. You can tag all of your photos really sort of intuitively as you upload them, you store your photos there and you can access them easily by tagging. So when you search Christmas tree, all the photos with the Christmas tree are going to pop up. When you, when you search Jeff, Jeff, Jeff's face is going to come up when you search pastor so-and-so is going to pop up. So um, I want to encourage you to check that out. It's a really helpful tool that is going to help um, a lot of creatives um, listening. So go check it out, capturecollab.com. You can get a 10% discount using my name, Sats. And that's uh, going to really bless you guys. So um, hey, uh, just to let you know as well that I am taking on a couple more coaching clients in 2024. And uh, I've been having a couple of great conversations in the last few weeks um, and uh, onboarding um, some fresh faces. And that's really been, been really cool. And uh, I'm just really excited about um, helping creatives um, go to the next level. So particularly if you are a visionary creative type, you know, you're great at starting things, but you're not always following through. Uh, 2023 was really the year that I fixed a lot of that internally. I made some shifts and uh, began to hit, hit that healthy balance of creativity where I'm really uh, feeling fulfilled and energized. I'm also been able to monetize what I do, creating a job for myself. So, that enables me to keep going, right? And also doing it all from a place of rest. So now I'm not striving, now I'm not living with unhealthy rhythms and pressure, and this enables me to repeat, to keep going, and have longevity and impact. And that's really the thing that matters because you know, at the end of the day, if you, you don't survive because you're so exhausted, then it doesn't matter how much money you make, it doesn't matter how much impact you make, you've lost as far as I'm concerned. There's plenty of people killing it in this world, but they are heading in the wrong direction in 10 years or even six months, they're, they're not gonna be here. So uh, I wanna encourage you, 
uh, come and talk to me if you are interested about finding out more and we'll just set up a call and have a chat and talk about what value that could bring uh, to you in 2024. You know where to find me. Uh, Come say hello on Instagram. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the pod and please share this with somebody, a creative in particular, who would find this helpful. God bless you guys. We'll see you in the next episode.